Blog Talk Radio.
Wow, this is another day that the Lord has truly, truly, truly blessed me. Even though my voice is sounding all funny, I'm still blessed. This is the 28th day of the fifth month of 2023. Imagine that. We were just. In the 90s, we were just in the early um, 20s, like 2021, 2020, 2022, and on and on. And the Lord has blessed us to see another day. And who knows? He might even bless us to see another 60, 70 more days where we'll be around to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask Minister Renee to do two things. I want her to pray for us and everybody that the Lord tells her to pray for. Oh, nope, three things. To thank the Lord for all that he's done. And then I just want her to share a few things that she's thankful for. And then I'm going to begin with this message that the Lord has given me. Minister Sylvia, are you available to pray, give thanksgiving, and to just do whatever the Lord has given you. You know, take a few minutes to thank him, thank him, thank him. All right, I turn it over to you. Yes, I will be able to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. I first want to just thank God before I pray because then you'll understand the prayer. I thank God for the opportunity to pray on today. I thank God for when, just to start with just yesterday, three, 3.30 in the morning, I just woke up and I, because I heard a voice say pray. I began to lay there and pray and I heard the voice again say pray for your family. And I popped straight up in the bed and I began to pray, and I heard Stan say, you okay? And I said, yeah. But as I was sitting there praying, I began to call out my nephew's name, Juan. I began to pray for him and say, God, I thank you for Juan, and I thank you for this, and I thank you for that. I just began to pray. And as the day went on, I thank God for the opportunity to get with my family and celebrate, even though it was a little chilly outside, but we had such a nice time. I thank God for my my son helping out. I thank God for my uh, sister, possibly, like, helping out. I thank God for my friends that came over and helped out. I thank God for other family members that came by. I thank God for Stan standing over the grill, barbecuing and cooking and, and not stopping until everything was cooked that we were going to cook. I thank God for the opportunity for us to get together, even though we were sitting outside, we had a fire pit. I thank God for just the opportunity to be here. I thank God for, as the day went on, I we received a text from our nephew showing an accident on the highway. He's a truck driver. And I began to panic and say, I called him to say, what's wrong? And he said, no, somebody was swirling in and out of traffic on a motorcycle and they hit a pickup truck, 
but he had to stay there because he saw what happened and he needed to give the testimony of a, give them the details of what he saw. And I just kept saying, but you're okay, right? You're okay. And he said, yeah, I'm okay. And he, I guess he can hear the excitement and the expression in my voice that he began to explain to me that he was okay and he was all right because it was like July of last year, we had a death in the family, which was his mom, my sister, that she was killed on her motorcycle. And just to have God to wake me up and say pray. And I was able to say to my household to stand in my son, prayer works. You have to really know that prayer works. You have to really know that when God wakes you up and tells you when to pray, and when he gives you more specifically of who to pray for, and you purposely call out that person's name, and then you leave it, <clears throat> excuse me, you leave it with God, and you just wait and watch what God do, because you trusted him enough to do what he told you to do, and then you trusted God enough to leave it in his hands. I thank God for the opportunity that uh, we was able to travel over these highways yesterday, to and from one state to another, from one side of town to another, and not have any incident, not have any accident, not have any drive-bys. I thank God for that. That's just something I want to thank God for. Thank God for bringing my niece, LaVon, and her husband back from out of town. Thank God for covering their kids while they were at home. I thank God for my niece, T, who's working and provided for her family. I thank God for so much. I just can't thank him for everything, but I thank God for so much that the the awakening that he has put in my spirit, he has put in my mind, he has put in my heart. I thank God for the conversation he has opened up in my heart and the heart of the members in my household. I thank God for so much. I just I can't thank him enough. I can't name everything, but I can just say I thank God from A to Z in my life. I thank God for that. I thank God for Smile 3E. I thank God for Minister Margo, Minister Lawrence Seabury, Dr. Serena Wright, Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, I thank God for Mother Tony Montgomery, Minister Ron Montgomery. I thank God for Smile 3E. I thank God for touching my heart to want to be a part of Smile 3E. Whether it's Sunday morning, Monday night, or Friday night, I thank God for showing up and showing out in our lives. I thank God for being who he is in our lives. So now we will pray, God, we just want to come before you with our hands open wide, our mouths open wide, our heart and our ears open wide to hear what you're saying to the body of Christ. God, open our eyes up wide that we will see what you have for us to see. We will discern what you have for us to discern. God, we would just be where you told us to be. We're asking you to forgive us of every sin, God, willingly, knowingly, 
whether we said it, whether we physically did it, emotionally thought it, or whatever problem or situation we were in, God, we're asking you to forgive us for every sin. God, we ask you to touch every minister that's associated with Smile 3, Iron Sharpening Iron. God, we ask you to open up the ministry. Teach us how to promote the ministry. Teach us how to provide publication for the ministry. Teach us, O oh Lord, because we know there are things you put down in us that we need to get out into this world. You said go into the highways and the byways. You said your word would be known and preached on every corner of the earth. God, teach us how to be a part of a link that you're putting out here, not later but sooner, oh God. It's needed now, oh God. God, I may can't call every name. I don't want to hurt somebody feelings if I didn't call a name. I don't want somebody saying I always call this name and that name. But God, I'm asking you to touch each and every prayer before you, each and every prayer that has been put on the altar, each and every request to God that has been placed before you. God, teach us not to be haughty towards one another, not to be jealous towards one another. But God, teach us how to want to see the next one arrive to the place that you call them to be. Teach us how to help pray them up, pull them up, because they've been put down and pushed down so far and so long. God, teach us. Take care of every sick person in home, in the hospital, in the rehab center, in the nursing home, even the ones that's on the street, God. We're asking you to call forth what what they need, provide what they need, God. Let that special personal situation come up before them and let them recognize that's what you put there because that's what they need. God, we want to ask you to take away the pity demon. Mm. Take away the pity demon. Take away the jealousy, oh God. Thank you for exposing. Yes, Lord. Thank you for releasing. Yes, Lord. Thank you for delivering. Yes, Lord. Thank you for removing the fear, oh God. Yes, Lord. Thank you for bringing forth desires in you, oh God. Yes, Lord. God, we thank you for everything. Thank you for changing the mindset. Yes, Lord. Thanking you for bringing peace into the homes, oh God. Yes, Lord. Thank you for making the government open up what is desperately needed for mental health, medical health, physical health, God. Bringing the government back to the people. Bringing government politicians back among the people that want to be with the people, God. We thank you, God, so much, oh God. You know everything we need, God. God, we just thank you for all of it, God. Thank you for all of it, God. Teach us how to open our mouths, bend our knees, lay out before you and ask you for what we want. Teach us how to approach you, O oh God, to accept the change that you're bringing, God, to praise you for the change you're bringing, God. I say thank you for the change I, that I see in my life, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God, and it's never too late 
No matter what the doctors say, God, we say what you say. No matter what they diagnose, God, we say what you say. God, let me and each and every one of us be a miracle so that people could see, not for pride, not for arrogance, but God, for them to see that you are still God and you're still on the throne, blessing who, what, when, and where you want. You have no respect of person. But, God, we will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise all the days of our life. God, we thank you. Anything else, God, we could say, there go I. There go I. God, I must say I thank you for your mercy, your grace, your strength. Again, Lord, bless every ear that's listening live or in the archive. Every heart that's receiving the God, we say thank you, O Lord. Thank you for my nephew's newborn baby, and thank you for my other nephew whose baby is on the way. God, we just want to say thank you. God, we want to ask you for a special thanks and a special deliverance and a special breakthrough for my nephew, Krishan, and my niece, Krishana. And my nephew, yeah, God, I personally want to call a name to you before you, oh, Lord. Right now in the name of Jesus, break it, God, break it. Break it, God, break it. I ask everyone that knows them and know me to touch and agree with me. Break it, God, break it. Hmm. Jesus, we just ask you to do what only you can do. Mend the heart of the broken heart. You brought at least what Elijah, not Elijah, Esau and Jacob back together at the end. Bring the twins back together, oh God. I put it out there before you. Let the love overbound take over and stay in control. In Jesus' name, I pray these prayers. Haven't left anybody. I may not have called your name, but you're still on the altar. Still on the altar of of my heart that I placed before God that each and every one of us have prayed for. God, do it. Do it for your glory, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I thank God. Mm. I thank God. And I thank God again. How many of you know how important it is to thank God? And not just thanking him to thank him, but we're thanking him for prayer. He gave us the ability to pray, to ask, to seek, and to knock. He gave us the ability to have a conversation with him. He gave us the ability to petition him, to ask him for what we need and for what we want. Some people out here serving so-called God that don't want to hear what you want. They just want to know that you're going to do whatever they say. 
And in many cases, it ends up being something that will hurt you and others. But our God, yes, he gave his only begotten son. Our God, yes. He sits high and he looks low. Yes, our God made the ultimate sacrifice for you and me. Well, happy Memorial Day weekend to many of you. Um, Happy birthday weekend to many of you. Happy day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Because many times we just didn't get up and say thank you for waking me up this morning, as they would say. Thank you for starting me on my way, as they would say. We didn't say, God, thank you for a portion of my health and strength on today. We, you know, forget those prayers that people used to get up and say, doing testimony service and all of that. But it really is just that. I'm going to read a few things, and then I'm going to tell you what the uh, message on today is going to be about. I'm going to read a few things that I wrote on Facebook. It says, many, many years ago, my dad would call meetings, and one family member would ignore him and take their time. Well, during this last family meeting, that same family member ignored him and took their time again. But my dad got tired of the disrespect, and he immediately made some changes that impacted them and us. It was devastating, person that took him for granted and ignored him. But my dad had so much peace with his decisions in his latter years. The moral of this story is don't let or make your latter years negatively impact your intended outcome and income. Because God said your latter will be greater than your former. So stop taking people for granted, because all they owe you is to love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And I bring that up, and I have a few more that I'm going to bring up, because many of us, I talked about my dad. But now I want to talk about my heavenly father. He's been calling you. He's been talking to you. He's been wanting to have meetings with you like Minister Sylvia was talking about when he woke her up and said to pray. Some of us have been ignoring him. Some of us have been acting like we didn't hear God. Some of us have been acting like we have the audacity to think that we can wait and uh, he'll still be there. Well, don't you know in the Bible it talks about God giving people over to their reprobate self? Well, be careful. Don't keep ignoring God. Don't keep ignoring his direction. Don't keep ignoring him wooing you and drawing you. Because when you look from Genesis to Revelations, and especially Revelations, It talks about Jesus coming back soon. And I would hate for you to be left behind because you thought you still had time. That's a whole other message. My God. Another thing that I wrote on Facebook, 
one of the many things that I love about you, I was talking about God, is that you truly love me. And you're truly in love with me, God. See, when I grew up in the inner city, uh, in the hood, in the ghetto, in the crime-infested ghetto eventually, because at first it was a nice area, they excluded me because I was too light. They tried to exclude me uh, because I like reading books and getting good grades and singing opera and various things. They tried to exclude me because my hair was wavy and not kinky or straight. They tried to exclude me because I didn't have blue eyes, gray eyes, hazel eyes, green eyes. They tried to exclude me, but God has always included me. See, these people that had the same red blood as I have, these people that had hearts that God had given us, because he's given us so many organisms in our body and organs, they tried to exclude me. Mm. Uh, I know you think I'm just talking about the people in the neighborhood. No, I have family members do it too, but that's a whole other message. And then he also had me write this one. I am asking and have asked God to show us, me, his people, the difference between confidence that is filled with humility and arrogance because there is a big difference. We have a whole bunch of people walking around here trying to take credit for what God is doing, trying to say they did this, they did that. So I'm going to share a few things with you. God uh, blessed my sister, Minister Sylvia, and Mr. Minister Sheila, the late Minister Sheila, to retire. And I haven't seen them want for anything. My sister, um, Sheila, had a motorcycle. My sister, Sylvia, has a motorcycle, and they had cars. And they were able to eat. And we were able to go to my sister's minister, Sheila's favorite restaurant, Red Lobster, especially when they had all-you-can-eat shrimps. That's a whole other story, too. So let's get to what the Word of God is saying. Because these three examples that I gave you, us leaning to our own understanding and with us trying to direct our own paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him. That means don't take his glory. Don't take credit for something God has given you and done. Give him his due honor and his due respect. See, God has given us the power and the authority to ask and to seek and to knock and to declare a thing. Because, see, the word authority means that you understand that God has given you a power and the power and an ability or abilities to do something, to confer upon something, to uh, be that higher authority that, that warrants the right, the power to do something. 
And see, God has given us that, and we can use it. He's given us that privilege, that ranking privilege that we tell the animals what to do. And the various foods that we eat, yeah, every once in a while, some of them do attack us, alligators, swallowings all the time. But guess what? We have the power and authority that God has given us. So you may say, well, who's going to tell that alligator? Well, I believe the power of God will tell that alligator. That's a whole nother message. See, when you understand that you are an agent of God, you are a child of God, and that he's giving you his Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of you, and that now the manifestation of that authority and that ability and that authorization and that power that he gave you is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that same power that allowed Jesus Christ to say, Lazarus, come forth. So if there's things going on in your life right now and you need to speak to it, speak to that mouth. Don't hit it. Speak to it. If you need to uh, give that rod or whatever God has placed in your hand and tell those waters to part, because, see, there are some areas in your life that uh, you need to get on through to the other side. You've been on this side too long. That's another message, too. See, Luke 19 says, Jesus told us, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over the power, all power, matter of fact, of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's what the word of God says. That means that we have been delegated the power and the authority. You know, like the policemen who have taken some of their power and authority for granted and they misuse it? Well, guess what? There's people that misuse the power and authority that God has given us. But we can't do that. We have to go to God and make sure that what we're doing is in his will. Minister Sylvia was talking about how um, God is going to use her to find ways to get the ministry out. But what I love about that is that when the ministry is not getting out, we know that it has a powerful, powerful, powerful assignment because the enemy has tried to block it. Because, see, if it was something that wasn't really out there, it would be on World Star, it would be on YouTube, it would be on all of these places. Because, see, you can't look at YouTube and uh, World Star and all these other things and not see demonic stuff out there, just evil. But one thing that we have learned, especially when certain ministers are ministering, the onslaught of the warfare. Mm. The enemy is not going to fight against something that's not going to hurt him. So let's wear our authority Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I didn't say Sunday only because a lot of people wear it on Sunday. They go to church. They do whatever they have to do on Sunday. But then Monday through Saturday, they forget about God. So let's walk in the authority that God has given us. It's back 
by the word of God. It's backed by the power and the authority of God. It's backed by heaven. It's backed by our heavenly Father. See, uh, in this world, we have a lot of things that's backed by the law. Minister Sylvia was talking about how I always say things are a good idea, especially like when people run the stop sign. Okay, it was just a good idea. I didn't have to stop that. Minister Sylvia and I were sitting in the car one time, and two cars, not just one, came all the way around us to make a left turn, and there was a red light. It was a red light. We weren't supposed to proceed. But, see, the red light was only a good idea to them because they didn't want to follow it. Okay, so we're looking at all of these things in life. That's a good idea. Um, your what? Ooh, I'm going to go there. Your vows. So death do you part. Uh-huh. Many people pardon, and they pardon six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. But, uh it said till death do you part. It didn't say till you see something else you like. It didn't say until you looked on the other side and thought the grass was greener. It didn't say any of that stuff that we keep thinking is a good idea. You know what? It's not just a good idea. It's something that you've entered into knowing. And you're the one that stood before the man or woman of God or women and men of God as they uh vows, those vows for you, and you said, I do. You didn't say, mm, I think about it. You said, I do. That's a whole other message. See, the authority that God has given us, it's a stopping force. It stops sickness and disease, fears and evils and lacks. It stops whatever's trying to hinder you. Why? Because God has given you the strength. He's given you the power. He's given you the authority to say that whatever you do, in Christ, that God's got your back. See, I'm going to go there again. Growing up, I did not take the fact that I knew my parish, who I call Minister Sylvia, uh, would beat up anybody that put their mouths on me or do anything. I didn't do that. As a matter of fact, I, I didn't most of the time want her to beat the people up, but I knew that she would, and I, so I would try not to let her find out about it. Well, I have this friend named Rosalind, the late Rosalind, who knew Renee, uh, loved her like a sister too, so she would just uh, bruise it <laughs> left and right. She was like, hmm, that's okay. Now, she had a sister we called Squeaky. Squeaky wasn't going to get caught up in her sister's mess, but she knew her sister was messy. But we would be out there trying to protect Rosalind. She had a, 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 a mouth for you. She ain't want to fight, though, but she ain't mind getting you into a fight. See, when someone got your back like that, you can't abuse it. You can't misuse it. Take it for granted. I don't take the fact that God has my back, my front, my side, my top, my bottom, my insides, every area about me. I don't take it for granted because he's a powerful God. He's an absolute God. Mm. It says in Ephesians 6 and 10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It didn't say the power of my might. It didn't say the power of your might. Because, see, his might, although it don't seem like it, is greater than the devil and his imps every time. Although we have the nerve sometimes to act like, the enemy is so powerful. But see, the word says, be strong in the Lord 
and the power of his might. Do you really know how strong he is? Do you really know how strong you are? Because the message today is God has given you, me, us, the power, his power, and his authority to proclaim his gospel, to walk in his word. See, the power and authority that God has given us, it belongs to us. There's evidence in the word. There's evidence in the Bible that he has given us this power and that we can walk in it. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 6, the message version says, it's talking about he's tore down the wall. It wasn't so long ago that you were marred in an old stagnant life of sin. The world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. Ouch, my God. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. My God. We all did it, all of us doing what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Remember talking about what my dad did when he got tired of all that disrespect. Well, instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own and with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in the company with Jesus, our Messiah. Ooh. See, that's God letting us know that although we didn't deserve it, it says he raised us from dead along with Christ and seated us in heavenly realms, united with Jesus Christ. Although we didn't deserve it, it says that both the head and the body were seated there next to God in a place of power, and authority, not because we deserve it. It says that we're seated with um, Jesus. Do you know that? You, me, Minister Sylvia, oh my God, Dr. Wright, yes, God, mm, Pastor Troy, yes, God, Minister Brandy, mm-hmm. Prophet Antoine, yes, Elder Montgomery and Minister Montgomery. Seated with God. Mm-hmm. So many of the ministers that ministered on Blog Talk, on Facebook, they're seated. They're sitting right next to mm, Jesus Christ. What a privilege. See, Romans 8 and 17 reminds us of this seated place of power of this seated place of airship, of this seated place of authority that God has given us. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 reminds us that Jesus is the head and we are his body. It reminds us that his authority 
is perpetuated through the body. We're part of his body. It reminds us that Jesus rose from the dead and he transferred his authority on earth to his body, the church, us. It reminds us that God's mind, when he raised Jesus from the dead, is now in us. Are you asking God to rescue from your, you from your stinking thinking, to give you the mind of Christ? I know I heard that in the Bible. We have the mind of Christ. We have to ask God to give us the mind of Christ so that we can overrule all of these things that try to make us meditate on evil and to do evil. Because, see, even Ephesians 1 and 20 and 2 and 6 talks about not just us being in God, but us being able to meditate, to fully meditate. Do you understand that? That you are seated in heavenly places? Meditate on that. I know we're in this earth. We're not of this earth, but we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. People always say you're so earthly this, you're so heavenly, this, and they love saying you're so heavenly minded till you're no earthly good. That's not what my Bible tells me. My Bible is reminding me in verse after verse after verse that I am seated in heavenly places. So if I'm seated in heavenly places, that means I need to be heavenly minded to do the things that I've been called to do in this earthly body. Because see, even when Jesus came, he was still heavenly minded. He was still about his father's business, but he was on this earth. So he was here on earth with a heavenly mind, with a heavenly authority, with a heavenly power to do the things that he needed to do that he was commissioned to do in his earthly body, during his earthly tenure. So whether you're here for 60 years or 120 years, because that's what we're proclaiming, you are to speak the words and the things that God has told you to speak, and you're to know that the adversary can never go above you because you have the authority to speak to that sickness and reminded it by Jesus' stripes, you're healed, according to Peter. 2 and 24, by the authority in the name of Jesus. See, when you're the president of a company, president of a country, or the president of a nation, or the CEO or the CFO, you do things in that company's name. So in the spirit realm, the company, the agency, the authority, the deity that you're doing this in is in the name of Jesus where there is no higher name. See, because Philippians 2 and 9 says Jesus is higher and that his weight mm, is higher than any weight. See, the weight of the Lord mm, 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 is light, but it's heavy. Ha! Woo! Glory to God. Have you ever had anything that was light, but it was heavy? My God. Well, that's the name of Jesus. There's no name above his name. It's something to know the weight that the power in heaven carries, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. That's the weight 
that you carry. And that's why you do it and say it in his name. You do it and say it in the power and the authority of his name because of the weight of his name. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's according to John 14, 13, and 14. See, he's letting us know the power in his name. Ah, Jesus. 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 Whatever you do in his name, whatever you ask in his name. Mm, God, hold me down. Hold me down, God. I'm getting excited just talking about the power in your name. You don't understand. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what he's brought me through. You weren't there with me in the combat zone. You weren't there with me when I was away from home. All of those years without my family, all of those years without my sister, who was my protector, carrying uh, the weight of protection that my parents had given her. You don't understand that I switched from her protecting me to my Jesus, my Jesus, my God protecting me. You don't understand that he taught me the weight of his glory, even when he had my sister as a symbolic a symbol of what he is, my God. You don't understand when he let me know when my father would walk down the street to protect me. Uh, all of the boys was jumping on me, all boys beating me to a pole that the dogs had. The dogs had the authority to make them disband, to run. My father had the authority to know that he needed to protect his daughter. You don't understand. How many times my mother drove to the school to pick me up, to take me home because of the authority that she carried as a mother to let them know, "Uh uh-huh, I'm coming to get my daughter Renee. Uh Uh-huh, I'm coming to get my daughter Cecilia. You will not fight them and, and, and do this or that. Many people dropped out of school just because of the authority that the gangs had on the street. But let me tell you, my mama, my father, God had more authority. My, 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 my. Ooh, in Acts 3, when Peter and John encountered a lame man at the gate called Beautiful, it wasn't that they were so great and that they owned an anointing or a power to raise him from the dead. But it was the authority that they used in Jesus' name. It was the authority that they used when Jesus said, Lazarus, get up. See, that transference of that authority, we have things called power of attorney. Well, that transfer of the power of attorney of Jesus has been given to each and every one of us. So, see, when we minister to the saints, when we pray, it's because of the power that lives in the Holy Spirit that God sent us when Jesus said he didn't want to leave us comfortless. He wanted us to be able to accomplish the very purpose and destinies that God had given 
him. See, he had the power and authority to carry out the mission. Well, you know what? You and I have fish. You and I have assignments as well. And God has given us the power and the authority to exercise them, to fulfill that great commission, to exercise and execute that authority and that purpose that he's given us. We are available to him, and he is available to us. He's our power source, and he moves, and he has his being on the inside of us because we're available. We're not rejecting him. We're not too busy. We're not saying, wait, 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 I'll get to you, Lord. We're saying, right now, yes, Lord. There's a song out called Right Now. It's an older song. And it talks about when God asks for something, we answer right now. Well, saints, I believe we're going to have a part two and maybe even a part three to this message because it's got so much in it about the power and the authority of God that I want to end today's session talking about how God has given us the authority to pick, choose, and refuse. God recently blessed me with the choice to accept other jobs or to retire. And I said to God, What's going to give you the most glory? God, that's what I want to do. So back in January, I announced that I was retiring. And there were a lot of people that were happy, but there were some people that weren't happy. And as I was walking down the hall, I shared this with you all. Because I was disappointed that I didn't get to retire. A young lady said to me, she said, Cecilia, I'm sure that God wanted to allow you to retire. She said, but somebody prayed. Somebody knew the onslaught of the enemy that was coming against them. Somebody prayed. And said, God, I need her to stay a little longer because there's power in agreement. One can chase a thousand, but two can put ten thousand in trips. Imagine if you have three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten, et cetera. So somebody prayed and God answered their prayers. Why? Because I said to God, if you call a meeting, if you need somebody to go, I'll go. If you need somebody to stay, I'll stay. So I had to go to God and say, God, whatever you say, whatever's going to give you the most glory. And so now I'm transferring to somewhere else. Because God said, I've moved you from one assignment to this next assignment. And in this assignment, I'm going to reward you for all of the times you said yes. And it wasn't for your benefit. 
but it was for someone else's. Be willing to answer God, your daddy, when he calls on you, when he sends you, when he confirms you, when he attests you, when he validates you, when he celebrates you. Because see, the God that we serve, he's going to celebrate us on this side of heaven. He's going to bless us on this side of heaven. And he's going to do it for years and years and years. And people are going to see what happens when you say, God, I want to do whatever's going to give you the most glory. Because he could give you three things and all of it can give him glory. But there could be one that will give him the most glory. Pick that, people. Pick that because he's given us. He's given you. He's given me the power and authority that he had also. So I'm turning the program back over to Minister Sylvia so she can make announcements and share whatever the Lord has given her. Um, Let me look on the line. I don't believe today anyone is on the line except for her and I. Right, so she doesn't have to open up the line. So when you listen to this message in the archive, know that this message was sent just for you. Minister Sylvia. Thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to minister to those that will hear this later. I thank God again for knowing that it's a privilege, honor, and it should be an expectation for us to give God what is. He said, give Caesar what Caesar. He said, but give him what's his. And giving God the honor, the glory, the praise, and the thank you is not even enough, but it is what we are supposed to do. I thank God for being able to be a part of a ministry that stands on his word, that takes his word and apply it to our lives, that do what the words they do to the best of our ability, but we also know that the word teaches us if what we lack wisdom, where we lack faith, where we lack the ability to do God say be honest and come to him, ask for it, talk to him, because he knows already he just wants us to acknowledge him because we will, as a, a woman of God said, we will take the credit of what God has done and what God is doing. So I'll just again want to say, God, we thank you for the opportunity to stand into the, the gap for someone when they're not a believer, when they're going through, when they're in need when they get so weak and so mind-boggling, I would say, where they can't even think of what and how to pray. But, God, because you've given us the spirit of an intercessor, you've given us the spirit of desire to see people the way you see them and not the way we see them, God, we thank you for that. We thank you 
but just the opportunity of being in our right mind. God, on yesterday, me and my sister was riding around, and we was looking at a young lady standing on the street. She just looked like she was in a pause moment, like those videos they show where people are just frozen. She had on a nice dress, just the appearance of her, standing there holding her cell phone. God, people are losing their mind. We don't know what's for, what the reason is, but God, we need you on this earth, in this earth. We need you, oh God, to touch the, when you can ride around and just see the demonic spirit that's walking the streets, not just hovering over to your city or your neighborhood, but when you can see them just walk in the street. We drove past as Pastor Hannah was standing out on 79th Street with the crowd so big you could see the crowd before you get there. But we heard him praying, setting the atmosphere. God, teach us how to set the atmosphere. I pray that we set the atmosphere. Because as the woman of God started off, you're coming back, and you're coming back soon. God, teach us how to be set in the atmosphere when you come back. That's one thing I want to thank God about, the desire to make sure I'm doing his will, his way, because it's all about his timing. God, not my will, but your will. We want to thank you all for joining in. And I took a little extra time today because the woman of God said nobody else was on the line. But for those that would tune into the line in the future, this day was for you. It's time to say, God, I thank you. It's time to give God the thanks. It's time to tell someone else, you need to just thank God for where you're at. I don't care if you got one leg or in a wheelchair, on a cane or crutches or walker, it's time to say, God, I thank you. Because we do know if God come back now and take us, Whatever state we're in, that's where we're going to leave you. Make sure you're in the right state of mind, right state of heart, right state of spirit with God. That you won't live here in hell and die and go to hell. God, I thank you. I thank you, God. All that needs to be done in me, God, do it. Don't let me leave here. Don't let my loved ones leave here without being able to say, I came to my right place in God. I repented, confessed my sin, and I have a new life in Christ Jesus. We want to say again, thank you for joining us on today. Our uh, motto for our ministry is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We just want to say thank you. I, I I got so much stirred up on the inside of me on today. I just got so much stirred up because of the word. I have to believe that. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I have to believe that. I'm telling you, you have to believe that. If you seek the kingdom of God first 
and his righteousness. Because once you seek the kingdom, you will start walking in his righteousness, not yours, but his. I thank God for smile three e iron sharpening iron. I thank God for his ministers, his leaders, his apostles, his prophets, his teachers. Mm. I thank God for it. I thank God for healing the bodies of the ill, the sick, the minds of the the lame minds, the, the insane minds. I thank God for stepping in, destroying and sending out the legions. I thank God for it. If you all come back next Sunday, we will be here at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Minister Sylvia, which is me, will be hosting with the leader of this program, Apostle Dr. Elect Cecilia Kaiser, who is our overseer. This is her Sunday that she teaches the word of God to us and she ministers to us wholeheartedly. I thank God to be a part of this service with her. If you come back on Monday night, which is tomorrow night, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it is our youth service. We will be talking about what God intended for the youth as God intended us as the parents and the leaders to teach the youth. We will be talking about that on tomorrow. We will be using some familiar scriptures, and we will just be using some things that God has placed in our heart. I want you all to know that that's tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you come back Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be ministering to you all with whatever God puts in my mouth to say because it's His will, not my will. We just want God's will to be done. We're not going to try to figure it out. We're just going to know that God has worked it out. Let God have his way. We love y'all with the love of the Lord. It's nothing you can do about it. We're so happy with what God has put before us. Again, I thank God for allowing us to celebrate the veterans on this Memorial Day, those that have served and those that have gave us the greatest sacrifice they could have given for this country, for this, for us. We just thank God for that. When I say for us, I'm saying for us in America, we thank God for Memorial Day to celebrate this day. So for those that's listening, be blessed. Trust God, stay prayerful, and most of all, give God the thanks. That's it, possibly elect. I'm finished. Amen. Amen and amen. And if we were to leave you with anything, it would be get excited, get zealous, get diligent, do your due diligence to share and proclaim the gospel 
of Jesus Christ and walk in the authority that he's given you. It's so many blessings. Mm, financial, mental, just all over. There is so many blessings attached to that. As Minister Celia said, bye-bye. <laughs>